Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rich Race Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha once again. We're here to help you get over the hump. We're here once again, and we say this all the time. We got a real treat in store for you today, and we mean it, and we mean it, but I would be remiss if we got off to the cosmos without me first saying shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, which is one of our major sponsors. Shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, who is the tip of the spear. Without her influence, her guidance, and and without all that she brings to the table, to facilitate change and commitment to change and system change. Without all of that, we probably wouldn't be on this platform today. So we would be remiss if we didn't shout out to her. Shout out to all of the partners of the Stepping Up Initiative. Shout out to all the partners who are on the Stepping Up Steering Committees. There's a tremendous, tremendous outpouring of systemic and private support that is supporting the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative, but has been adopted here in Rockdale County to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health and substance use challenges. So just shout out to them. Shout out to Hurricane Maine and His Hop Nation who bring us Cat 10 Entertainment, which is the platform we're standing on. We're just grateful. We're grateful that we can bring these messages bring these messages to the people and everybody out there in radio land. Because I think that the, the secret, and it's the best kept secret, and it shouldn't be a secret, the opposite of addiction, the opposite of regression, the opposite of all those things that strive to tear us apart. The opposite is connection. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to bring you connection. Tanisha, you want to say hi to the people out there in radio land? Absolutely. Um, Hello, everyone out there in radio land. I am very grateful to come back and just have a conversation with community partners today with you all, bring you all more resources and messages of hope. Wow, thank you. So without any further ado, you know, we told you we had a treat for you, man. And, And, you know, one of the things that we always hear people talk about, we always hear people talk about what's wrong. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with the system? What's wrong with it? And and so what we try to do here is talk to you about what's right with you. And so when we were looking around at things that were right, we happened to run into this lady, man. And and this lady is exceptional in in her pursuit to excellence. She's perceptive. You know, she's exceptional in so many different ways. You know, we were looking at some of the work she's done, uh, the National Coalition of Black, 100 Black Women, the who's who of Atlanta, the, you know, the, the CEO of the agents of her own insurance agency. But bigger than that, man, she's a partner and a mentor and, and a, just a real, real powerful woman of God. All of those things. So we would like to introduce to you Miss Valerie Randolph. Woo! And the crowd goes wild. Y'all can hear 
<laughs> yes. And, and so, but we're not going to introduce her. We're going to let her introduce herself and kind of tell you who she is and what she does. Well, first of all, Bill and Tanisha, thank you so very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about what I do in the community and what I do through my agency. It's through wonderful people like yourselves that create these platforms that give people like me an opportunity to get the message out. So I, I thank you for that. Okay. And again, as Bill stated, my name is Valerie Randolph. I'm just a humble servant of God from Augusta, Georgia. Uh, yeah, James Brown country. James <laughs> Brown country and the masters. Yes, that, that's my hood. And I, I've been an agency owner since 1989. I guess I started when I was two. Ching, ching. <laughs> yeah, um, we've been doing this since 1989 and just excited about empowering the community. Even though, you know, from a consumer standpoint, everybody, insurance is something that everybody needs, but they don't want to talk about it because it's an intangible product. You can't feel it. You can't touch it and you can't smell it, you know, so therefore I don't value it. We bring what we do to life. We paint pictures. We want to empower. We want people to know just how important that document is to each and every one of us, what it can do to take our families to the next level. So that's basically what we do in a nutshell. We educate, we empower, we're very transparent. We don't leave anything to question. We don't want, to, want you to worry about whether or not you, you're covered if you have an accident or if you have a, a loss in your home or if somebody in your family dies. We don't want you to question what your coverage is or if you're gonna be covered. We want you to know beforehand. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. So now that we got the technical part of who you are and what you do, now I, we're gonna get, I wanna get the people out there in Radio Land, the other part, and it's real easy to ask you. So what is your why? Well, why are you here with us today? My why is because someone did for me. Um, when I was a child, I remember people seeing things in me that I couldn't see for myself, that I didn't know. People who prayed for me, people who poured into my life, people who took me into their homes and, and shared things with me. I thank God that I had the type of parents that I was that that removed themselves out of the situation and wanted the best for their child. And so wherever and whoever could provide that information, my parents stepped aside and let me be all that I could be. If they knew that person had my best interest in mind, they weren't too much of themselves to not share um, their child with them. And, and so I'm grateful for that. I had teachers who were more than teachers in the classroom to me. They taught me about the beauty of education and putting something in your mind that someone couldn't take from you. I learned to appreciate that. I learned to love that 
from the instructors that I had, you know, women who took me into their homes and taught me about being a lady, taught me about, you know, what side of the plate the knife and the fork went, you know, and, and taught me about, you know, the appropriate undergarments and, and making me having a value of myself and not to let other people make their valuation and let that be more important to me than who I thought about myself. So for those reasons, it's not a question of if I do, it's, it's when I do. I, I have no choice. It's not a choice for me. That's something that I'm required to do. Well, thank you so much for saying that. That is so powerful. Something that's, that's an ingredient that's missing from the very fabric of our society today. So what a privilege we have. Me and Tanisha can both get us a dose. <laughs> yes, yes. So we're hearing that, you know, just that was a powerful message about how the women in your life helped you along that pathway. So tell us a little more about the pathway from just you being a little girl to who you are today. What was going through that little girl's mind as far as what were your hopes, you know, for you as an adult? What what type of passions did you have or what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> oddly enough, when I was a little girl, well, maybe not oddly, because I think every child, you either want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, or one of the, the norms. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be able to cure some of the perils, you know, of our community, health perils that I heard about and saw that happened with people. But there was always this kind of business aspect to me. I remember way back when I was three years old, my parents had brought, bought me a, a cash register. <laughs> and that cash register was so many things to me. Sure is. You know, it was a cash register. It was a typewriter. It was all kinds of things. And so, you know, one of the things my parents were very observant of, of the little things that I did. So I remember my father going up, we had a, a, a teacher that, that lived at the end of the street in my neighborhood. And he taught um, back then it was like a, it was a business class. And he taught typing. And back then you we had shorthand. Mm -hmm. And so my father went up and he asked them, he said, you know, I really would like for you to um, teach Valerie typing. And he said, Mr. Randolph, Valerie, now at that time I was five. He said, she's only five years old. She's not going to be interested. And he says, man, look, just give it a chance. If she, if you find out that she's not ready, um, just let me know, but just give her a try. So he went out and bought me this brother typewriter. I never forget it. <laughs> had this zip bag. And here I go up the street, dragging this typewriter up the street. To, and I will not forget his name. His name was Mr. Terrell. And uh, I, I took that typewriter up there and he started teaching me how to type and he uh, obviously he told my daddy that he would continue working with me. Well, by the time I got to elementary school, the teachers were letting me type their plans that they did and their yeah. tests. And I remember having the things with the carbon paper where you had to stick the carbon <laughs> paper between the two sheets and do that kind of stuff and then put it on this huge machine and have it go spinning around. 
But anyway, and then I had a teacher who worked for the Black newspaper. I started selling newspaper. You know, I always, I had this fascination with money, you know, and how you acquired things. And my father always used to teach me about, you know, Valerie, you got a job and you got to hustle. You just don't work from nine to five or whatever. You got to have your hustle. He says, if you see a man and he's just, you know, he's not doing something all the time for his family, then something was wrong. And, you know, that always stuck with me because it was like my father, he always had, he had a sedan car and then my mother had her car. I had, and then when I could drive, I had my car and then he had his work truck and nothing really had a bill, you know, on these vehicles. And so I was interested. And then I remember when I was in the 12th grade, both my parents had to go into the hospital at the same time. And I was stuck there, you know, not really stuck there. I wanted to stay home by myself, you know, because I thought I was the big girl. I could didn't want to go stay with my grandparents. So um, the, the bills for other things started coming in the mail. And so I called my mother and I said, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And so she says, Valerie, go get the checkbook. I'm going to teach you how to pay bills. You know, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I just remember never stop, stop writing. And I was like, Mom, but on the credit card statement, it said send $65. You said send $25. And she says, girl, did not stay send 25. They'll be OK. And so I started reading the statements and then I started to want to learn about interest and balances and how you get got rid of debt. So all of these like lifelong experiences got me to the point where I just always wanted to know more. And wow. I remember in, in school always, I, I remember in the fifth grade, I had a teacher and I always used to ask why, 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 why? And she, I used to get on her nerves and she told my mom and she says, look, don't take it personal. That's just Valerie. Just be patient. If you don't have time to answer the questions, write it down, send them home and we'll address it when we get home. Just tell her your mama will answer that when you get home. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's I've always incredible. had fascination for business. Um, all my life. That's truly incredible. And I'm sure that everybody up there is looking down smiling because that cash register is still working <laughs> real well. Yes, sir. I will never forget that little red cash register. Me, me either. <laughs> we would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. So anyway, with that being said, uh, I want to ask you another question. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna combine two questions together. First mm -hmm. of all, the first question is, what are you really passionate about and then we're gonna ask you a little bit about your passion for financial literacy, but what are you really passionate about, Valerie? Empowering, really passionate about 
empowering women and children, black women and, and black girls. I, I'm so passionate about that. It pains me when I hear women speak and they feel like they have no hope, you know, that their dream is just a dream yeah. and that it can't come to reality. And my, my thing is I'm passionate in helping to them to understand, first of all, you have to be willing to put in the work, you know, goals and objectives don't just, you don't reach those by osmosis. You can sit there and you can look at people and you say, oh my God, I wonder how they got that. I wonder what they're doing to get that. Everybody wants what somebody else has, but are they willing to put in the work? Wow. So my passion is to help Black women and Black girls know that whatever you dream about, whatever you're passionate about, if you're willing to put in the work, if you're ready to empower yourself, what God has in store for you is for you. Nobody else can take that away. Yes, absolutely. And, and so speaking about that, Tanisha, I know that you had some questions about one of her passions, and we were kind of talking about the financial literacy. Uh, what was your question, Tanisha? Yes. So I wanted, because you were talking about the financial literacy and that's mm -hmm. where some of your work revolves around. Can you speak a little bit about that and tell us about the financial literacy and our community development, how your program works throughout the community? Well, basically my, my financial literacy mantra starts right here in, in my insurance agency. This is where the work begins, educating my clients, educating my clients' families, their children, people that they know about how important it is to uh, educate yourself from a financial perspective. Most important thing I want people to know, we live in a capitalistic society. Everything revolves around the dollar, okay? We have this intrinsic mantra, a goal to voice our opinions, to, to march and talk about the things that are passionate, we're passionate about. But are we willing to stop and educate ourselves on what it takes to make those things happen? So that's basically what we do within our agency. Every document that we create has a meaning behind it. You know, when you get, if you go out and buy a car and you get on Georgia highways without adequate insurance to protect the things that you own and protect your family, leave the car on the dealership lot because you're not ready. If you buy a home and your house poor and you can't do anything but live in the house, you can't maintain the house, you, you can't do anything for your children, you can't do anything for yourself, don't buy the house. Yeah. You know, everything has a budget associated with it and everything has a season. And so you have to know when is your season. You have to know how to understand about making the money that you earn work for you. What's the value of compound interest? What's the value of residual income? You know, those are the things that we need to know. The power of credit. 
We as a black community are the biggest spenders, but when it comes to how much we maintain or how much we save, how much is, is basically the bottom line in our households, we're, we're falling short of everybody else because our value system is in the wrong place. It's in things that we see. It's not allowing our money to work for us. So these are the things that we stop and we, we ask consumers, just give us a few minutes of your time because we want you to understand the, these, these products that you're purchasing and the difference that it makes to your household. Wow. Thank you so much for saying that. Sign me up. Yep. Um, so the, the next thing that I wanted to ask you, Valerie, and, and once again, I want to say just to all the people out there in Radio Land, I hope you're listening. This, this information that she's sharing with us today is the information that will facilitate those foundational and constitutional changes in our societies, in our lives, in our families, and in our destinies. And, and, and that is so important. We're so privileged to having you here today. So once again, I want to really thank you for your time. And, and obviously, I'm not the first person that has thanked you for your time. So if you could tell us a little bit about you and the National Coalition of 100 Black Women, if you can tell us about you and the who's who of Black Atlanta, if you can tell us about the Pinnacle Award honoree, and, and just tell us how, you know, and, and obviously it speaks to your commitment to excellence, but just tell us a little bit about how you got into that and then just kind of what that means in terms of how you feel about becoming that and, and just being part of those things. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so humbled yes. um, for the recognition given to me by the many organizations that I have uh, worked with, uh, the many organizations that have honored me in some respect. I have a hard time talking about that, about how others see me in the work that I do. All I can basically say, I do what I do because I love to empower. I have been involved with the National Coalition of 100 Black Women Metropolitan Atlanta chapter since 2010. And I've held varying positions within that organization. And as of right now, I'm the second vice president of fund and resource development within the organization. And basically, that's the person who is in charge of making sure that we have the money to do the work <laughs> that we do. <laughs> and, they got the right and, one. <laughs> and basically oversee that we're being good stewards of yeah. our finances. And I, I take that role very seriously. And, and I've had to, I, I had to take a back seat for a little while because I lo lost both my parents mm -hmm. within the last six months. And I, I'm just so grateful for my sisters within the organization who stepped up and continued the work that we were doing while I could take care of home. And then I'm involved with, I'm a member of the first and the finest sorority in the world. And that is Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Yay. Phi Pi <laughs> Omega Chapter. 
And uh, I've also had a few positions within my chapter. Um, one of the last positions I was over a particular uh, target, which was target three, which was called economic legacy. And that's basically where we work with the counties of um, New Noonan, Coweta, Coweta County and Fayette County and empowering um, our constituents about financial literacy. And right now, you know, I'm, I'm just in support of everything that we're doing as a, uh, a sorority within my chapter. And um, as far as being honored by who's who in Black Atlanta, people you need to know, uh, being a Pinnacle Award honoree, like I said, I'm humble. Um, and all of those awards were based upon um, my community service work. Wow. Yes. You know, they say in the book that I read, they say that we will be recognized for our good work. And, and um, it was my privilege um, and in partnering with my partner in the Stepping Up Initiative, Brenda Ernest. Shout out to Brenda that um, she told me, she said, Bill, there's somebody you just absolutely have to meet. And, and uh, you know, anytime she says that, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, because that's my, that's my ride and die, you know. That's also what I said to Tanisha after I met you. I said, Tanisha, there's somebody you just absolutely have to meet, you know. So when you run, when you become that person that you just absolutely have to meet, I guess that's the greatest privilege we can have in our lives because my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And I remember when people did not want to meet me in the day and especially not after dark. So um, <laughs> that is, you know, tell us a little bit about your mentoring with the STEM project. Well, the st well it, it's now it's called STEAM okay. and it's science, technology, education, arts, and uh, mathematics. And that's, that's a part of our um, team mentorship program and our educational program with the National coalition of 100 black women and my role like I said basically has changed previous to I was one of the mentors within the organization working with the young ladies that are involved in the program and you know I just got to see these young ladies blossom it's like seeing a tight rose and then seeing them bloom yeah. and you know, these young ladies, you know, when you just like when you get your kids in, in middle school and the hormones are raging, you're like, oh, Lord, what am I I'm going to do with this child? And they're fighting. They, they want to be an adult, but not ready to be an adult. They know everything and think you know nothing. And um, so in working with the program and seeing them go from that phase into orators and you know, just public speakers and these girls who are going from making D's and F's or and not happy about being in school to be excited about being in school and excelling and then seeing them get, you know, making the, the honor roll and getting scholarship opportunities, young ladies who you never thought were going to graduate and, and, and see outside of their environment. I mean, it was the most gratifying thing I've ever been a part of because that's just who I am because it's like 
you you see yourself and where you could have been if you somebody didn't give you an opportunity. And and a lot of times that's what makes the difference. It's yes. somebody showing an interest. You know, a, a child should be given an opportunity to be a child until yes. they can be an adult. You know, a yes. child shouldn't have to raise themselves. And many times it, it takes that village in order to assist, to give that child an opportunity to be a child and grow up until they can have to worry about, you know, feeding themselves. It's bad when a child doesn't, doesn't know if they're going to have a meal in the morning. Yeah. You know, yes. are they hungry and they get to school and they can't think because they're hungry, yes. you know, and not having shelter at night not knowing that they can go to a place and lay their head and feel comfortable and not worry about having to be abused, living in the household with somebody where somebody's going to abuse them or take advantage of them or, you know, not create an environment where they can study. These are things that children shouldn't have to worry about. And it's organizations like the National Coalition of 100 Black Women and other um, mentoring organizations that make that difference in a child's life. And I, I'm so very proud to be a part of that. And that's, you know, and we teach about all these different things in spite of the obstacles. And we come in and we help in these things and create an environment so that teens can learn about science, technology, education, and the art and mathematics so that they they feel like, well, okay, I can learn. So, you know, this this is what we do and this is who we are. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and you know, it's kind of interesting that the platform that you kind of the foundation of what you are speaking of, you know, being a person in long-term recovery and understanding the effects of the absence of those things, uh, having grown up in an orphanage myself, and having left school at a very early age and, and then just having to survive and, and just becoming something very undesirable and not knowing how to break that cycle because I did not have education. I did not have my, my peer group or my support system. We were headed in a different direction and we were headed toward jails institutions and near-death experiences and so you know those children that that were lost you know and, and I, I really honestly know and have lived the other side the absence of those things so I just really just really take my hat off to you for for doing that for giving people those opportunities and Tanisha and myself have the privilege of working with the stepping up initiative and really what we see are people who are coming around 30, 20, 30, and 40 years later and need those very skills that you're talking about. We're talking yeah. about, I remember being 50 years old and coming in out of that storm and not even having a GED, just not, not knowing just some very simple things that people take for granted. I just didn't have those basic living skills. And, and you know, today I am so grateful. So just so, hey, man, the words don't even sum it up. 
because I took the wrong road and I still ended up in the right place. And, and I know it's by the grace of God, you know, and, and that is just such a powerful thing. So you, you guys doing that great work, surrounding people by those positive influences, it just, it just touches my, the very core of me. And then the, the whole mathematics piece and the financial literacy piece, that is such a big deal. Uh, because negative mathematics propel us to deaths. And yeah, you know, we just pay, we pay more for everything because we don't understand. That's right. And no one has taught us to care about the simple things. When we go and buy, buy a car, first of all, we're going to pay for a car that the market value of the car is three times what it's really worth. The interest rate we're going to pay for the car is at a higher interest rate because our credit is messed up and we don't understand why it's messed up because mommy and daddy has used our credit long time ago, even before we knew uh, we had something called credit. Yeah. And then, or we were in college and they sent us credit card applications and we filled it out because we were hungry and we filled them out and we bought all kind of ridiculous stuff. And then we realized we couldn't pay for the credit card. And then when we get out of school, we got a whole bunch of loans. So the, 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 the deck was stacked against us before we really started. Yeah. So my thing is, you know, if we can teach these kids before all these life situations happen, so they understand the power of no, and they have the choice of saying no to things that they truly understand that's not good for them. To know that that it's not so important to wear a label, you know, before you filled your head with education. You know, who cares what you got on when you go in a classroom? Why does it have to have a label on it? Just you know, put on a pair of pants and a t-shirt, make sure you're clean and you smell good, you know, and get your head filled with something that's powerful. Yes. Versus worrying about the wrong thing. Yes, yes, yes. You know? So my thing is, you know, the our, our founding fathers who made a difference in our community, how did Martin Luther King change our community? He went and he partnered with the garbage collectors. You know, it made an economic in impact. He shut down a transportation system, made an economic impact. People don't listen to you unless you affect their dollars and cents, those people that matter. You can talk yeah. to your blue in the face, but if you don't affect, affect my pocket, I really could care less. Yes. So when we learn how to make our money stay within our community, when we learn how to empower ourselves with things that, that were separated from us a long time ago, then we can make a difference in this, this country. We can speak intelligently and we can have some dollars and cents in our bank accounts to buy our way out of a situation. We've got to come together in this community. The have and have nots have got to come together in order to make a difference. Yes, you're absolutely right. 
We are truly grateful for the support of community partners and collaborations with people like Valerie Randolph. Her commitment to empower and educate individuals on financial literacy goes a long way. You can connect with her agency by calling 770-435-7667. Hey everybody out there in Radio Land, this is Bill and Tanisha, and we've got Valerie Randolph here with us today. And we're well, she's putting out some super powerful empowerment-based information about the little red cash register. And, and, and trust me, if you missed that part, you're going to have to make sure that you tune in Wednesday at 12 noon till 1, and then Thursday from 1 o'clock to 2, so that you can get information on how that little red cash register is impacting your life today. Because I had a conversation with a lady this morning, and we were talking about finances, and my scalp is still tingling. And I already, unfortunately, I'd already been to the doctor before I talked to her. But anyway, with that being said, I also want to shout out to Commissioner Doreen Williams, the tip of the spear, because what we were talking about just now, we're talking about making a change in our community. We're talking about addressing disparities. We're talking about empowering a population of people so that they become self-sufficient. And when we're talking about that, we're talking about the work that we're doing with the Stepping Up Initiative. You know, when I came here to Rockdale about a year and a half ago, before I became the project developer for the Stepping Up Initiative, and I was looking for people in recovery, and a great deal of the people in recovery here are part of anonymous programs, shout out to our anonymous partners, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. But I, as, as I went and I started to interact with the court system and started to interact with the recovery system, I found out that there were three people that were functioning in those systems that were persons in recovery. And one of them was the tip of the spear, Walter Nunley, and the other two were working in various other roles. Today, we have 11 people on deck that are in recovery. I know that when the commissioner reached out and did her hires for the Stepping Up Initiative, where both Tanisha and myself are employed and Brenda and all of us people of color, and, and, and she wanted to make sure that we started to create a level playing field. Two of us are persons in recovery. So our team is, has that to accurately reflect the communities that we serve. I know that today, our staff was in a cultural competency facilitator training because it's very important that we break down these cultural vacuums that exist. Because like uh, Valerie was saying, the, the problem you may think is me, but the answer and the solution is we. I know that since we've been doing this work for the last year, we have made, as of February, we had made 8,000 594 separate recovery-based engagements. And I know by now that number is about 10,000. We're talking about 10,000 people that have had the benefit of at least of one hour of recovery-oriented system of care-based communication that brought them information and hopefully revelation. Uh, I also know that we're We've had people that are going and getting those foundational certifications, the certified peer specialist training, the certified addiction specialist training, the forensic peer mentor training, 
the, the different trainings that take people who did take the wrong road, who did were in addiction, who did have mental health challenges, but today we are gainfully employed. Today we are part of a system that helps the system recover. Yeah, you heard me right. I said we are part of a system that will help the systems recover. I know that we just got a, a request that we're going to start taking recovery messaging into the jails. Um, that is powerful because sometimes to be one, you need to see one. Sometimes there's nothing like somebody speaking to me in my native language, even if that's human experience language. Um, it's having diversity in our messaging. And for all you people out there in radio land, if you go to rockdalesteppingup.com and under the support tab, you'll be able to see that our PayPal link is hot. The PayPal link is hot. So you can turn in that bread. We may not have no red cash register, but we're, we're working on it. So, and we will incorporate Ms. Randolph into our processes. I guarantee it, right? But anyway, with that being said, I, I just, Valerie, I wanted to ask you another question. What are your, your hopes and your dreams for our communities, for the world around us, from your heart of hearts? What is it that you see, hope, feel, dream, prepare, pray about? Give us, give us that stuff, man. <laughs> and I'll have to take something from Martin Luther King. I hope that one day we won't be seen by the color of our skin, but the content of our character. And that our foundational wealth is in such that we have created insurmountable legacies. I dream of that day where we stop saying things like, nobody left me nothing. I, I had to work hard mine, so I ain't leaving nobody nothing. They can get their own. You know, I pray that I see the day where we're excited about putting our kids in a better position than we were, but that we don't drop a whole bunch of money on them without them knowing what to do with it yes. and how they can empower themselves and how they can empower a community. That's the day that I strive for. And that's the day that I hope I see before I leave this earth. Yes, yes, yes. And, and Valerie, I want to thank you so much because your work is so congruent with what we're doing, just the very heart of what we're doing, the very why of what we're doing. Uh, that's the most honorable and admirable thing we have is, is legacy now. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's it, wow. You know, and I want to thank you for saying that. Uh, people that listen to our broadcasts and people that go on and Denise is going to tell them about all the places that you can find it. They will find that your words are congruent with the words and the language that we use and, and with our beliefs and the system of belief that we project. And so we know it's not an accident having you here with us today. It's just simply a privilege. I want to thank you for all you people out there, Radio Land. So Valerie, tell them the name of your agency and any other contact stuff that you'd like people out there to know about. Well, the legal name of my company is Ours and Run James Agency, Inc., better known as the Randolph Agency. And uh, I operate a franchise of the Allstate Insurance Company. And uh, we write everything from all state insurance to employee benefits and life insurance. 
Our physical location is at 1995 Wendy Hill Road, Suite 17 in Smyrna, Georgia. Our phone number is 770-435-7667. That's 770-435-7667. If you put my name out there in cyberspace, there's Valerie Randolph. You'll get everything that pops up, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. So we're out there. It's not hard to find. And if you live anywhere, anywhere in Georgia or own anything in Georgia, trust and believe we can ensure it. We can ensure it and we can empower you and ensure you. Don't put more value in things that you own versus what you put into yourself. You're wow. the engine that makes it move. You're the engine that makes it crank up, that door open every single day. So don't have more insurance on your auto and your home, your boats and your cycles and all the other little toys you have. Don't have more insurance on it than you have on you. Wow, thank you so much for saying that. And speaking of insurance, you said you could insure anything. So I am grateful to hear that because today I went out and bought me a grocery cart and, and I'm going to put a motor on it because I'm going to have to start collecting cans to pay for my next investment. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, <laughs> Anisha, you want to tell the people out there in Radio Land how they can reach us, how they can hear us, and how they can get with this stuff. Yes, I would love to. We would love to have you all stay connected with us through all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all listed under Grit and Grace RCO. You can follow us or visit our page, rockvillesteppingup.com. On there, you can go to our Stay Connected page. Our Stay Connected page will connect you to everything that we have going on. We have our monthly newsletter that comes out at the end of each month. It recaps what we have going on. You also can make your donations on there through that newsletter or also on the support page. You will hear a message on the monthly newsletter from Dr. Doreen Williams, who is the Rockville County Commissioner, post two. And also we highlight a champion of recovery every month on that newsletter. Also, please subscribe to our podcast. That is where you can hear these messages and these radio broadcasts at your convenience. Also, we will be aired every week on Wednesday at 12 p.m. and on Thursdays at 1 p.m. so that you can hear this show on His Hop Radio. Wow, thank you so much, man. I, there's no way I can remember all that stuff. Woo! Anyway, with that being said, everybody out there in Radio Land, this is Bill Tanisha. We got Valerie Randolph with us here today. And guess what? I feel richer as a result of her. Well, do I? Yeah, I feel richer. <laughs> <laughs> just as a result of her being here. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, with that being said, man, I want to thank you, Ms. Randolph, for your time. I want to thank you for the impact that you had on my life today. <laughs> Praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I claim man. it. Woo, man. Will I ever be the same? Probably not. Anyway, no. Radio Land is built, Tanisha and Valerie Randolph. We just want you to know, man, you keep coming back and we're going to keep bringing you this incredible content, man. 
anyway, with that being said, we're going to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.